0: What's well, good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of the Must Read Alaska Podcast. Thank you so much for joining with me today. It is a Friday. There is a lot going on, but we're going to keep it relatively simple today. There's just a couple things that I want to touch on as we move forward into the weekend. But before we do so, as always, i got to thank you and ask those who have not had a chance yet, just take one second and give us a five-star review. Many of you have asked how you do that. Well, the simplest way to do that is if you download or listen to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. You can give a five-star review down at the bottom when you search for our podcast, and you can also, if you're one of those extra mile people, go ahead and give us an additional written review. We've read a bunch of them. We just got another one yesterday. You guys have been overwhelmingly positive, and it really is great to hear from you. We appreciate all the feedback, and again, it's been overwhelmingly positive. So if you could just take a second and give us that five-star review, that would be great. Now, there are other ways to give reviews, if you go to Spotify, if you're on the Google podcasting app, there's many different ways. But uh, many of you listen on iTunes podcasting app, and I would suggest doing it that way. We're at 102 right now. We're trying to get to 150, and we're well on our way there. Thank you guys so much again. So if you could take a second, give us a five-star review. And if you're an extra mile guy or gal, go ahead and give us a written review as well. We really Truly appreciate it. Well, let's get into some of the news today. One of the things that I think is really interesting is that Alaska has now joined 10 other states in suing the Biden administration over the controversial vaccine mandate. Now, Suzanne Downing wrote a great article about it, and here's the title for it. Alaska joins 10 states in suing over controversial Biden vaccine mandate for private sector companies. I think this is important. Listen, if you're reading and hearing the pulse of Alaskans that are conservative and Republican, this is something that I think they've wanted to see the governor's administration do. And the governor has done an excellent job of jumping on board with this. You may not agree with everything he does. You may not agree with everything that he uh, has tended to do during this, this entire pandemic. I, I tend to actually fall on the things that he has done that I've really enjoyed, which is giving people the choice. And that's what this falls down to. So, Alaska and ten other Republican-run states have filed a lawsuit on Friday against the Biden administration's uh, COVID nineteen vaccine mandate. And this is for companies that have more than a hundred employees. And don't get it twisted here, people. If you think this is like this is the line in the sand, it was an arbitrary line drawn. It was an arbitrary line drawn, and now you're going to see that as soon as either they get caught. It, Well, let's just put it this way. As soon as the Biden administration feels like they're either winning or they're losing graphs, they're going to lower it. They are going to lower it. And it's going to be essentially all businesses, all nonprofits, anybody that works will need to have a vaccine according to this administration. Now, I don't know how long that's going to be, but I can tell you this. It is going to be quick because I don't think you're going to see a lot of businesses actually falling to this. The other ramification from this is what businesses are already beginning to do, which is cutting their workforce down to under 100 and then just doing contract work for the other employees. I've seen this because a lot businesses do not want to be in the business, quote unquote, of mandating and trying to keep track of of how many people are getting vaccinated. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, weekly testing. It's an administrative nightmare. And the Biden administration knows that there's not enough resources in those business sites, especially businesses between 100 and 500 employees. They've got a lot of other overhead to take care of. To think that these businesses have the additional overhead to relegate employees, probably full-time, to mandate and make sure... Employees throughout the company are either vaccinated, continue to be vaccinated, because remember, we've already talked about the fact that when uh hospitals said, Oh, you have to get vaccinated, you know, you have to get both shots if you're doing the Pfizer or Moderna one or the one shot for Johnson Johnson, that that goalpost has changed now. Now hospitals now in the lower forty eight are starting to continue you unvaccinated if you don't get a booster in six months. So that goalpost is moving, which means the, administration, the administrative nightmare that is keeping up with employees, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, is a nightmare. And then being able to enforce those in the workplace, in real time, making sure... You know what's going to end up happening? It's already happening in the language. Vaccinated people get these rights. Unvaccinated people don't get those rights. How are you going to make sure that that's enforced in the workplace? How are you going to make sure that's enforced in the workplace? What an administrative nightmare. And the administration knows what's going on. Absolutely. And the rollout has been terrible. There's been no real concrete process or procedure to be able to inform the federal government or OSHA as to who's vaccinated, unvaccinated. Is there a portal? What are they doing? This is so vague and ridiculous that I applaud these 11 states, including Alaska, for filing lawsuit against the federal government in this. This is a gross and dangerous overreach by the executive branch. Now, you're probably wondering who the other states that were a part of this lawsuit. Well, you have Arizona, Arkansas, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, where I hail from originally, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. So those states together with uh, the office of the Iowa Attorney General, Tom Miller, who is a Democrat. Several nonprofits have joined, and five private employers have joined as well. It essentially says this, the mandate is unconstitutional, unlawful, and rightfully so unwise. I'm going to read you here from the article. Earlier in the week, some of the same governors signed a letter warning President Biden from taking the final step of enacting the deadline he promised to set during his executive orders in September. But the die was cast, and OSHA filed its ruling on Thursday, giving large employers until January 4th to have their workforce fully vaccinated. The rule applies to over 80 million workers. 80 million workers. On Thursday, Attorney General from Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee sued to stop the vaccine mandate for federal contractors. The mandate deadline is December 8th, but some sanctions are already going into effect. Among the private companies who joined the lawsuit are Rabin Group of Companies, Lawrence Transportation Company, Guy Chemical Company, Terry Mitchell, employee of Guy Chemical Company, and Independent Bakers Association. It's only going to get worse for the Biden administration. And what he's hoping for, guys, we talked about this yesterday, what he's hoping for is the bureaucracy that is OSHA will enable him to bypass any particular lawsuit ramification. Meaning, because OSHA... Is a bureaucratic organization. It does not. It does not have any people on there that have been voted in by the people. This is a. This is an appointed, non-voted-in individual or individuals or an organization. This is this is bureaucracy at its worst. That's what this is. And states are tired of it. And I applaud these states because it's very, very true. This is a gross overreach. It's unconstitutional, unlawful, and and very unwise. I mean, right now, we've essentially obliterated the flu for COVID. And apparently, even the CDC guidelines, when we look at uh, what Fauci has said throughout the last year and a half, all of this stuff seems to be going to the wayside to push forth an agenda here. I mean we say we follow the science, yes, the science is clear on a lot of different things. But I would say if you get 10 scientists in the room, not all of them agree on masks. Not all of them agree on the effectiveness, the the efficacy of the vaccine, particularly certain types of vaccines. They also would, I would assume most of them would say this is still an experimental vaccination process. The mRNA vaccine is still experimental. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean it's going to kill millions of people. But you and I should have a right to decide whether or not we want to participate in this experimental vaccine process. I mean, when did we when did we decide that logic and reason and science gets thrown away for fear, political gain, and pandering? It, it's, it's a sad—listen, I've always said to you, I'm not against the vaccine. I'm not against the shot. I'm not against any of that. But we are starting to get a little overboard here. Now, now the FDA has decided to approve the shot for 5- to 11-year-olds. And you know what that means. And California and New York are, are just lockstep. If your kid wants to be in in-person classes, you better get this vaccine. The Democrats can't help themselves. They really cannot help themselves. Instead of imposing liberty and providing people the opportunity to have choice, what they've decided to do is be tyrannical. And take choice away and put it in the hands of bureaucrats, politicians, and people that lie. Fauci lied. You have the Department of Justice lying now. I mean, this is bad. This is bad. I mean, I would not want to be a one of these officials going up to Capitol Hill and having to testify because you're looking awful. I mean, awful. Merrick Garland did not look good during his testimony. Fauci looks like a plain liar that's still been able to keep his job. It is tremendously difficult for me to continue to move forward, having any sort of, I don't see the other side's point of view right now. I empathize with a lot of people that want to get vaccinated, and I think they should. We've even had that conversation in my home. But the reality is this. People should have the right to choose. I know there's been a lot of strawmans out there. I've heard people talk a lot about smoking. Well, you have the right to smoke, but as soon as it infringes on somebody else's health, I have not heard a good, rational, logical argument how an unvaccinated person walking to a room of vaccinated people is the same as somebody smoking in a room or a restaurant full of people that have decided not to. It's 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 a it's not even close it's not even close and mind you the research has shown vaccinated people still carry and transmit the disease period it's not even up for debate so I don't want to hear it but yet I digress I know it feels like every day is about COVID and it's driving me nuts can we just have some fun news what happened to the days of Berkowitz I mean those were fun days right I mean, maybe not. I don't want to see another back-end picture of Mr. Berkowitz, but those were different days. And now everything revolves around COVID. Well, the Biden administration has other things to worry about, too, because they're just receiving lawsuit after lawsuit. The Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority, that's a mouthful, filed a lawsuit on Thursday against the Biden administration, which includes Joe Biden, the Secretary of the Department of the Interior, Deb Hallin, and other members of the Biden administration. And can I just say it's about freaking time. Those leases were bought prior to the administration coming in. And this idea that executive orders are a good thing, hey, you know what, Democrats, remember how you hated when... Trump decided just to create executive order after executive order because Obama, before him, decided to just make executive orders like candy, just whatever he wanted to, whenever he wanted to? Yeah. Well, remember, when power switches, you can't get angry when they abuse the same system and process that a previous president from the opposite end of the political spectrum did prior. And that's what we have going on now. Biden gets in there and signs... Dozens of executive orders, and one of these was preventing the leases that were bought fairly, legally, and squarely during the during the Trump administration, shut them down. Suzanne wrote another great article, as she always does, breaking AIDEA sues Biden administration over oil lease violations and abuse of power. Gee, that, that word keeps coming up again with this administration, abuse of power. It also comes up with our assembly a lot, too, doesn't it? You think the Democrats have a playbook here? It's just keep taking, stealing, robbing people of their rights, and we'll deal with the ramifications later through lawsuits, because the Assembly's had plenty of those. Reading from the article, The lawsuit is in response to unlawful actions to obstruct and delay the development of valid oil and gas leases in the non-wilderness coastal plains, and this is Section 1002, of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, better known as ANWR. Thank you. Finally, AIDEA is a stakeholder in Anwar after securing seven tracks, totaling 365,775 acres for 10-year lease agreements during the auction last year. Quote, responsibly developing oil and gas in the area specifically set aside for development is supported by the majority of Alaskans. This is true, by the way. Regardless of where you're, Lying on the political spectrum, both Democrats and Republicans in Alaska, in the House for the majority, and in the Senate, believe that natural resource development is the economical future of our state. This is not a Republican-Conservative versus Liberal-Democrat issue here. This is not. This is widely supported by many Alaskans. The people that don't support this are outside interests that think Alaska is a rainforest in the Amazon. We all know that Alaska's economic viability in the future is natural resource development, and we've got plenty of it. But we have outside people trying to link claim to the lands that are that they don't even visit. They want to visit an amusement park that's just like Jurassic Park, where it's all lush green. And that's not all of Alaska. over 20 reading back to the article over 20 alaska native entities local located in and around the 1002 area alaska's governor alaska's congressional delegate and the state legislator legislature said aide board chair he was just listing off the people that support this the majority of alaskans 20 alaska native entities the the governor the congressional delegation, and the state legislator all support this responsible development of oil and gas. Absolutely. It was passed by U.S. Congress in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. It was officially signed into law by a sitting U.S. president. Then, on his first day in office, this is again the the, uh, AIDA board chair quote here, President Biden issued a moratorium on the whole thing through an executive order. There it is again, just Executive voters are like candy. I don't like the idea of turning our nation's energy security over to Russia, Iran, and Venezuela. Yeah, you think? Absolutely. And then what ends up happening? Joe Biden's got to beg, beg OPEC, China, Russia to release oil reserves because we have an oil shortage, shortage gas reserves because we have a gas shortage it makes us look weak 3 years ago 2 years ago we're energy independent now we're relying on others because we've decided that the nation the country with the most strict over overregulated natural resource development in the world needs to needs to stop developing its resources and put it towards countries who are "Quote unquote," a part of the Paris Accord, and have them develop it, so that we got to pay import export fees. Are you kidding me? What an absolute joke! This is the stuff that if you're an Alaskan, I don't care. I honestly don't care if you're Christopher Constant right now, and him and I do not agree on probably anything or close to it. But I would have to say he he would I would assume again this is a big assumption maybe he would have to agree. That development, especially responsible development, the way we do it here in Alaska, of our oil, gas, and natural resources is our economic future. Tourism alone is not going to keep this state alive. Fishing alone is not going to keep this state alive. So even those that we can look across the aisle from and go, I don't agree with you on anything in Alaska— if we live in Alaska together, we both know the reality, and that's natural resource development. So I'm glad they did this. I'm glad that they decided to sue the administration, sue the Department of the Interior. Let me read the last part of this just to give you a, a kind of a finalized view here. The agency cites seven violations of AIDAEA's valid and enforceable leases. Alaska has been promised the legal right to responsibly develop It's own natural resources. The continued delay and obstruction of these resources impact Alaska's economic future for generations. 100% agree. He goes on. I think this is uh, how you say his last name is Witzner. Alan Witzner is the director, executive director of AIDEA. The Biden administration's brazen attempt to try to strip away valid and legally acquired oil and gas exploration leases in Anwar is just one more example of an administration with little to no regard for the rule of law. And that goes beyond this administration. That seems to be a very left-leaning thought. Sue us. You don't like it? Sue us. We'll settle this in court and it'll take forever. He goes on, or any understanding of how the nation's energy infrastructure actually works. And that is 100% true. This was said by Governor Dunleavy. That was a quote by Governor Dunleavy, and he's 100% right. He goes on, The 1002 area, or the 1002 area, was specifically set aside by the United States Congress for Exploration and Development. The benefits of environmentally safe development will be family-supported jobs and a secure supply of domestic-produced energy. AIDEA is well within its right to take the president and his staff to court over these unlawful actions. They absolutely do. The governor is one hundred percent right. The governor is one hundred percent right. These were legally bought leases that were set aside by Congress that were voted on by Congress to do so. And the moment the Biden administration gets in, they decide to do an executive order shutting it down. I hope this goes to the Supreme Court, and I hope, I hope they get squashed on this. This administration, you are you are putting Alaskans at risk by doing this. You are putting the state at risk. Don't get it twisted. I don't care what you say. You can have as many hospitals as you build. This state does not run unless the oil and gas runs through that pipeline. Unless exploration continues, and unless the state is allowed to continue exploring its natural resources using safe practices, safe extractions. Guys, I mean, I'm probably preaching to the choir here. Alaska and the United States have the safest. Natural resource extraction, exploration, and production out there, bar none. And yet we're sitting at the Paris Accord apologizing for the fact that we got to foot the bill for the rest of the world, apologizing for the fact that we don't want to do that, and that President Trump decided to remove us because looking at the deal, it was a bad deal for us. So he decided, you know what? We don't need the oil from OPEC. We don't need the oil from Russia. We'll just do it here because we've got it. And the Biden administration has decided that we're going to be dependent on other countries. Talk about a national security threat. I mean, come on. And at the same time, decides to put the state at risk as well. All right, well, that's the two topics for today. Listen, guys, I don't want to keep going on. We're sitting about 21 minutes or so, and uh, it's a Friday, and I'm sure you just want to hear something snappy. Listen, I'm passionate about it. This state, I love Alaska. I want this state to survive. I want the state to thrive. I want families to want to be here. I want people to feel like they are have a purpose and, and this state's going to be around. And what's, what's going on in this administration is awful. And I can only hope that what we saw in Virginia and what we're seeing in New Jersey and what we're seeing in Pennsylvania and a lot of these states that are gaining ground in the conservative Republican side happens here in Alaska. And that the lawsuits that are being placed upon this administration... Actually, we need... We need to get the government out of everything. Texas right now sending the National Guard to the border, building the wall. Florida sending a National Guard out to make sure that travel is not impeded by the federal government. I mean, states are beginning to look at what's going on with this administration and going, yeah, hard pass, guys. Hard pass. And I don't want to sit here and live in a state that's being just destroyed by an administration that has no clue what it's doing. No clue. You may not have liked Trump, but Trump provided avenues and opportunities to develop natural resources here in Alaska. So you may not have liked the man, but the man was willing to provide Alaska the means necessary for economic viability in the future for this state. I'm just saying, if you're, if you're somebody who voted for Joe Biden, but you're upset about what's going on with Alaska's ability to develop natural resources, what did you think was going to happen? He said it through the campaign trail. He did not want oil, gas, or coal to be a part of Alaska's America's future. Hey, I'm all I'm all about solar panels and whatnot, but don't get it twisted. See, the big lie they're telling you is that we're just going to get rid of oil, gas, and coal completely. You can't do that, even if you want to go electrical. You can't. You can't get rid of that. All right. Listen, I've, I've ranted enough. Maybe it's the weather outside. It's pretty rainy here in Anchorage. Maybe I'm just feeling like Eeyore. But there is hope, guys. There is hope. There's definitely hope. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the the great recoil from the Biden administration already. We're already seeing it. Year and a half in, we're seeing the great recoil. And people are just fed up. And so I hope people show up for the midterm elections in 2022. I hope they do. And I hope they make a statement in the House and in the Senate. I hope they do. Because you know why? This gross misuse of... Executive branch power is. You're setting precedent that you're not going to like. It's just the reality. But you know what, Alaska? It's okay. It's okay. Listen, if today was more of a rant day, I got to be a little bit of some things that are going on with the, this was more national news that pertained to Alaska. But listen, if you like what we're doing, I want to encourage you to go to mustreadalaska.com and up at the top right, go ahead and hit the donate button. Very much appreciate that. We love hearing from you guys, and we love that you support, listen, and read all the content that we're producing, but to, to keep this operation going, we're a three-person three, three person operation trying to keep this thing going, and Suzanne puts out tons of content. John does incredible work for us on the back end, and obviously hosting the Monday podcast, and, and I'm just, again, riding those coattails, but... but if you want to support us, please go to mustreadalaska.com and, and at the top right, give a donation. Every little bit helps and keeps this operation going. And if you haven't yet, go find us on Facebook, on MeWe, YouTube, uh, Parler, Twitter, Rumble. It's all under the same handle of Must Read Alaska. one word in that. Well, guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Until next week, take care, Alaska.